Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here and welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. I'm here, as always, with the elusive, the man in black, the bearded <laughs> guru saying, I'm just waking up like, Ash, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, James. Good to start an episode with a good laugh. I, I, you can call me the Scarlet Pimpernel, right? <laughs> they seek him here, they seek him there, they seek him everywhere. Great to be here in the uh, co-pilot seat mm. heading towards the end of January. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm always good. Uh, Favourite time of the week. Now, um, listeners, this one's all about the difference between success and failure. And um, we're going to approach this from a couple of perspectives and uh, probably not maybe what you're thinking. Uh, And I'll kick it off, Ash and everybody, with um, just a bit of an idea about where this topic idea came from. So when I think about the difference between success and failure and where wherever you are at listeners right now if you believe you are successful or you believe you're yet to achieve that i hope nobody thinks of themselves as a failure but the difference between success and failure and we've been coaching and working with brokers for well 15 20 years and you know been doing this a long time and the reason i wanted to bring this topic up ash is because the difference is very small between success and failure. It's almost like you're uh, going across the tightrope, a thin, narrow ledge. Down one side is failure and on the other side is success. And the only, really, the difference between jumping down into failure or staying stuck in either failure or not in, in I guess, each person's mind successful, so average, um, there's only a few key decisions, there's a few key moments, there's a few key strategies. The difference is not ginormous. It's not like if you are currently not achieving success, you are years and a hundred steps away from success. You may be just three. And I guess that's why I wanted to bring this up because I think a lot of people can see the gap between where they are and where they want to be as a huge gap. And they'll almost become overwhelmed or a bit, they might get down on themselves because it's like, oh, there's so long, such a long way to go. There's so much I've got to do. I've got to do these hundred things and all these other people are doing so much better than me. Why am I not successful yet? And I guess I want to bring it up, Ash, because let's uh, make everybody aware that with just a few key moves and a few key uh, decisions, you could jump up into success very quickly. Mm, yes. James, question. Ooh. You ever watched an episode of MasterChef? I have to admit that I have watched many episodes of MasterChef. Mm. Um, not religiously, but uh, I've definitely watched MasterChef, yeah. What about you listeners? MasterChef, if you never watched it, obviously a cooking show where members of the public um, come on, 
and get tested in the, excuse the pun, but the heat of the kitchen um, to see, see how they execute recipes. Now, where I'm going with this is defining what success is. Now, in a cooking or cooking a meal and a fairly complex meal, to end up with something that looks beautiful, relatively simple and very tasty, you've got to start with that. That is what success looks like. Okay, then you've got to backtrack and go, well, okay, what is the recipe to get me there, right? And if you've ever watched MasterChef, you'll know what I'm talking about. You see these um, normal citizens in the stressful situation of trying to execute a recipe that the person who designed it makes it look easy. They just wing it. They're just doing it almost subconsciously off the cuff, and they end up with this beautiful-looking thing. And then a member of the public tries to do it. You know, and they get stuck and they're trying to make decisions and they've got to think through things. And if you miss one ingredient, the whole thing can be stuffed, even though it's only one little step out of 143 steps to make that end result. One little step missed back here down the track can throw the entire thing off and you've got to go back. You've got to make this choice. You either go back and start again or you keep going forward knowing that what you're making is not going to be a shadow of what it could have and should have been. Now, that's not a good place to be in. And we see these chefs or these normal citizens freaking out. Stress, pressure, uh, uncertainty. Should I keep going? Should I go back? Which step did I even miss? Now, that's if you've got a recipe. Imagine how hard it is if you don't have a recipe and you don't know what success looks like, right? This is where the few key decisions kicks in if you're trying to build a mortgage business. How do you know what the key decisions are? How do you know whether you're spinning your wheels or making legitimate progress? How do you know? Right? You need to have your own recipe. And you can't have your own recipe until you know what success looks like for you. Then that becomes your, I would call it your decision-making framework, James, which is basically as you go about your day-to-day life and building your business, the decisions and the things that get thrown at you can very quickly be filtered against the recipe that you're working to. Oh, that's a very good analogy, very good uh, recipe analogy. And I, everybody can admit to watching MasterChef. I mean, surely, like even just one episode, surely everybody has listened to MasterChef. But regardless, you're so true and so right that there's not much difference between success and failure like you know the the oven was a little bit hot or a little bit cold the cake falls apart you know you miss the the measurement a little bit wrong cake falls apart so um there there is it's it's a knife's edge um sometimes it's timing sometimes it's a thing and i'd like to dive into your decision framework if uh, you've got one in a moment but um one thing i wanted to bring up before we get into that ash was um just this concept of there being not much of a difference between success and failure. And I want to talk about that quickly from two perspectives and I'll get you to jump in too. One was timing and the other was a thing. So if listeners, you're sitting there and you don't consider yourself successful and you see that your goals are still out there somewhere ahead of you and you've been walking or running or hiking, trudging, through the mud to try and get there for for days, weeks, months, maybe years. And the positive good news, and I've seen this happen time and time again, Ash and listeners, is that sometimes it could just be a 
one more day or one more week or one more month in terms of time and timing between trudging through the mud and struggling to very, very quick success. Um, you know, like you're trudging through the mud and you just don't realise and it's foggy, you can't see what's ahead, but little do you know, five metres away, the path is dry and the path is clear. Um, do you want to talk about this phenomenon? Because I've seen it a lot with brokers where uh, they, they appear to be struggling and things just aren't working and they're almost a foot out the door. They're almost, I'm going to give up, I'm going to quit, this is all too hard. But I'm like, no, you probably a day, a week, a month, you are so close if you just keep going and persist uh, with the timing. I've seen this a lot, James, right, with, with, with brokers. You know, they can be doing the right things and not realise it. They can be doing the wrong things and not realise it. I mean, you know, talking about TV shows, um, viewers are going to think that's all I do is watch reality TV. I don't. Let me put it out there. But I do love a couple of shows. And one of them that I love is these outback mining shows, you know, opal miners, gold miners. And they're this the thrill of the chase. They're out there scratching away in the heat, 100 feet underground, tapping away into the rock. And, you know, they could be one inch away from their prize, from a million-dollar discovery. And if they go one inch the other way, they miss it. And this is – they're aware of this. So they're constantly having to make decisions about, do I keep going? Do I change directions? Do I back out and dig somewhere else? And you see this over and over and over again. I mean, what they would give, you know, to, to have some sort of uh, geological equipment that said, no, just dig here because if you keep digging, you'll find it. Now, I would actually say that in business, you can have that equipment. It's called a blueprint. It's called coaching. It's called advice and guidance and accountability to know that you're actually digging in the right direction. You just need to keep digging, right? Yep. You're one inch away. Just keep digging. Yep. But the, the reverse is also true. Actually, you're digging really well there, but you're actually digging in the wrong place. Right? Yeah. Stop digging there. Come and dig over here. Yeah, that's a good that's a good little stopgap on my analogy in that you're right, it's not always about just come on, keep going another day or another day or another day. It's that's in the context of somebody that's off to the sidelines who knows where you're at and can see that you just need to go a few more meters, not doing it blindly. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the other perspective I wanted to talk about quickly, Ash, was not much difference because of a particular thing. And you brought this up with the recipes, uh, giving away that you watch MasterChef. And who, I mean, I like a bit of MasterChef too. So, uh, yeah, but I've added so, myself. <laughs> so, in business, it's kind of the same. Uh, we've talked about timing, and sometimes you're so close to that crossroads of becoming successful, it's a timing thing. Sometimes it's a thing thing, so a strategy. Uh, you could be, again, trudging through mud, going slowly, feeling like you're spinning the wheels, but there might be just one thing, a, a strategy or a framework or a quick tweak to the way you're doing things that will very quickly double or triple or 10 times your results. And in the same way, Ash, you know, very quickly get you from struggling and trudging through mud to, to running along the pavement. So um, do you want to talk again quickly to that phenomenon of 
when you've got someone off to the side um, who's there telling you just go a little bit further, you're on the right track, that same person off to the side, like what we do, who says you just you need to install this or do this or tweak this to launch yourself out of the mud. Well, I'm going to have to go back to MasterChef, James. Please do. What what happens and in MasterChef, right? And I do really enjoy this. Is when when one of the key sort of chefs, you know, the legends, the gurus, the one they all bow and hoot and holler when they walk in the room. One of those guys or girls is to the side and watching, and they're watching these chefs. Some of them are going fast, slow, bumbling, executing the combination of what happens when they see someone about to go off the edge. They step in and they calmly look at them and say, stop for a moment. Just stop for a moment. If you just sprinkle a little bit more of this ingredient in the right place, or if you just change that one thing, I think you might have a better outcome. Like it's one thing, but it comes from a experienced advisor. Yep. It comes from somebody who sat back and watched. They don't interfere. They're not jumping all over. You're saying, you know, micromanaging you. They're letting you go. You've got your recipe. You know what success look like. looks like. Even with all of that, people still make mistakes. And the chef steps in and goes, look, if you just did this or heated the pan a bit more or cooled the water down a bit more, I think that might help a little bit. Why don't you try that? And guess what? It catalyzes everything. Mm. And they're back right, on track. It catalyzes everything. And they're back on track. Actually, one other. I'll, I'll continue with your MasterChef theme because, like, why not? Uh, and likewise, the gurus, those chefs, will come up. Sometimes they can see that that contestant is starting to crumble. They're starting to fall apart. It's all starting to overwhelm them. They're falling behind. They've just burnt something. <laughs> Something's overflowing. And that person, again, steps in. And as you said, Ash says, okay, just stop what you're doing. Take a breath. Where are you at? Right. Do this first. Do that next. Turn that over. Uh, forget about that because you're not going to get that done. So put that to the side. And you can, you can see it in them, Ash. Like you can see their mindset and their energy shift. They get back on track and they put something up and it's usually really successful. So um, that... Uh, that always, that consistently points to having someone in your corner that can show you these things because there's not much difference between success and failure. Let's let's go back to your uh, decision framework because along this journey to reaching our goals and you know the difference between success and failure probably hinges on a few key decisions. Um, so it makes sense then that we need to have some sort of process or framework or a way of thinking about how do I make those decisions to step closer towards success and not make those wrong decisions. And obviously, Ash, I'm sure having somebody again in your corner, of course, advisors and coaches that can support and add spice and flavor and experience to those decisions. But what can you give our listeners in terms of uh, ammunition to make more confident decisions? Well, I think when you're down the track with doing this, um, I know in my own personal journey, uh, once I've been through um, the minefield and the war zone of trying to build your own business a couple of times, I became pretty adept um, at making the right decisions uh, on the run, so to speak. Um, but it wasn't so at the start. So I think 
what I would say to listeners is, you know, you, you need to have a documented decision-making framework, which is big picture, medium picture, small picture. You know, big picture, where I'm heading. This is what I want to, this is where I want to get to. Medium picture, here's the bigger projects that are a priority to take me in that direction. Then the little picture, here's the daily, weekly things that I need to tick off that take me in that direction. So that if things come along that don't fit one of those categories, well, you you know, you, you should be not doing it. I mean, this is really where you, you need to be at at the start with learning to build your own decision-making framework, which in time will become intuitive. But I think when you're starting off, to get it documented, get it stress-tested by, you know, a coach and advisor that can give you some tweaks if you need them, and then, then you know, put it up uh, on your whiteboard. That's your decision-making framework. This is how I make decisions with opportunities, with staff, with distractions, with phone calls, with problems, with when I'm away on holidays, what happens here, what happens there. And then when the tidal wave of life comes at you, right, because it can be like a tidal wave sometimes, sometimes the ocean's calm, sometimes the ocean is angry, right? And we don't control that necessarily but we can control the mind we bring to the moment of performance. And the moment of performance is how you make decisions in the stormy and or calm seas of business and life. And that's, you know, you know, you look at a surfer, they, they become very good at rolling with the energy and momentum of the sea. They don't fight it. And I think what I see with a lot of brokers, James, is they're fighting, they're fighting the, the, the ocean unnecessarily because they don't really have a decision-making framework that says, you know, step up here, step back here, roll with the punches here, tackle it here. This is what needs to be written down at a base level. And, you know, is there a, is there a template to do that? Not necessarily. What, what I tend to find works is, you know, getting that out of your head into a strategy sort of document at that big, medium and small level, getting it stress-tested, and then getting back to, you know, the job of building your business. That's where I would start. We certainly do that with our members. Um, perhaps other people do as well. Um, can you do it on your own? Yes, you can. But I would always, always encourage to have someone with you, that master chef. Maybe that's an, another episode of that we can, um, you know, plan, James. Ma- master chef and mortgage businesses. Um, <laughs> um but, you know, you need your own master chef that you can have that you know is watching and will step in when they need to. Yeah, sure do. That the decision framework is key and I love that explanation of it because I was just thinking while you were talking how so many of our episodes link together and, you know, just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, you know, copycat trap and how you can be pulled off course by trying to copy other people you can also be pulled off course by shiny objects. And you know, knowing that we're walking this tightrope between success and failure at times, and knowing that there's some key decisions, well, things like copycat syndrome and SOS and fancy pieces of tech and all sorts of things can easily distract you. So that difference between success and failure could be a shiny object pulling you off to the side. And if you don't have that, decision framework you don't have that clarity about where you're going and how you're going to get there and you haven't got someone in your corner that you can bounce all these decisions and key moments with well yeah you you naturally 
going to fall into those traps and, you know, away from success. And um, that's why having all of these things documented and thought about keeps you on track. So I'm glad that you talked about that. I like that big, medium, little, actually thinking about what you want, how you're going to get there so that any time a decision comes up, you can put it through that filter process um, and to give you the best chance of making the right decision. So is there anything else you'd touch on in terms of this concept, Ash? Uh, just like just like cooking, just like driving, just like any endeavour, it can be a bit clunky and awkward at the start. That's why you, you should get help, you know, and, and dedicate yourself to improving. But over time, you know, what I can say is, and I see this all the time, is you'll get better and better and better at it to the point where the decision-making becomes automatic. You know, you just make the right decisions because that's the groove that you're in. It's the right groove for you. It's taking you in the right direction and you're just constantly making the right decisions, just as you do with driving a car or cooking a complex recipe. When the first time you do it, you're looking at the recipe, you're looking back, you're looking, you know, and you're constantly stressed about, am I doing the right thing? Over time, that gets easier and easier and you get into a better and better groove. Um, and you know, that's when, you know, I wouldn't use the word easy, but that's when it becomes fun, right? Because it just it just becomes your default way of operating is you just, in, in the plethora of decisions and things that get thrown at you, you just pick out the ones you need and ignore the rest. Yep. Oh, this has been a good episode, Ash. And, um, you know, I guess listeners, as a final note, yeah, the, again, the difference between success and failure can be a few days, a few weeks, a few months. It could be just one or two things. Um, it could be a few key decisions. And again, just coming back to rounding this out with you need someone in your corner, you need to map it out. You've got to have a framework for thinking and assessing these things because, yeah, that difference is not that big. So you want to make sure that you're making the best decisions and you've got someone in your corner that says, don't dig that way, dig that way, or implement this and everything will suddenly work. So uh, knock on our door, have a chat with our team. Let's see if we can help. Otherwise, uh, Ash, another great episode. Really looking forward to next week and uh, we'll see what we've got in store for everybody then. Yeah, love this topic, James. I'll see you in the same time, same location next week. You better believe it. See you, listeners. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big and go big with Broker Ideas Group.